So you're like, well, Jesus is a Jewish Messiah. If these Gentiles are going to come into the Jewish Messiah faith, they need to become fully Jewish Messiah followers. Because in the prior to this, if you had a Gentile convert to Judaism, they, they converted to Judaism by getting circumcised and following Jewish tradition. The default thinking was converts to Judaism who are Gentiles go through a series of, uh, of, of practices and changing of approach that is reflected by that. And so when the early church is dealing with it, they're like, ooh, these Gentiles, but they have the gift of the Spirit like the Samaritans. Are we going to do other things with them now that they're already exhibiting that? And that was the debate. So they show up in Acts chapter 15. We have this huge church council. And by this point, the early church in Jerusalem is viewed as the headquarters of the entire church. And ironically, Simon Peter is now not the primary voice in that church. It's now James, the half-brother of Jesus. And it's viewed as the sending church, as the kind of the mother church, so all these other churches. Uh, and so when they, they go, well, we got this issue with Gentiles, let's go back. And they go back to Jerusalem, which is great because everyone at this council, almost every one of them are all Jewish converts to Christianity. These are all Orthodox Jews who never eaten anything that wasn't kosher, who'd never missed a feast or a celebration, had always observed the Sabbath. And these are people who are obsessed over these things, spent their whole life doing that. And so this is the raging debate. And so we find in Acts chapter 15, it says, uh, in Acts chapter 15, verse 1 and 3, some men from Judea began teaching, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. So on its surface, it looks like, well, this is really just a debate about salvation. Of course, we would renounce that, that if uh, someone says, well, the only way you can be saved is if you get circumcised, we would renounce that. But Paul and Barnabas had uh, this debate with them. And so they all go down to Jerusalem to appear before the elders. And there they start describing the conversion of all these Gentiles. Verse 3, uh, they sent there on their way by the, by the church. They go through uh, Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles. And everywhere they do this among the brethren, which is mostly Gentile people, on their trip from Antioch to Jerusalem. They're stopping at all these places where there's believers, but almost all of them are Christians that are Jewish by background, by ethnicity. And by the time they get to Jerusalem, everyone's celebrating. It's like, wow, these Gentiles have come to saving faith in Christ. That is amazing. So uh, we find in verse 4 and 5, it says, They get there, and they're received by the church and the apostle and the elders, and they're reporting all these things to the group. And everybody's like, wow, that's cool. We find in verse 5, here's, here's the backdrop to the council. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who, who had believed in Christ, they stood up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them. Now the them is clearly a reference to these Gentile converts that Paul and Barnabas are all celebrating their conversion. And it means that Paul and Barnabas had preached the gospel to them in, in Galatia. They'd come to saving faith, and they didn't circumcise them. But in addition to that, notice, it says it is necessary to circumcise them, the them being these Gentile believers, and to direct them to observe the law of Moses. So that's what this council is about. We have Gentile converts that Paul and Barnabas led to Christ, did not get them circumcised, did not direct them to the law of Moses, and now we have this huge debate. Should we not direct them to the law of Moses? And Paul and Barnabas are like, no. And finally, Simon Peter stands up, and Simon Peter is a great person to speak over this. He's the preached the first Christian sermon ever, baptized 3,000 Jewish converts to Christianity. This is, the, this is the one that Jesus referred to. You're the rock on whom this church will be built. And so uh, 
Simon Peter says this, Now therefore, why do we put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples a yoke which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that they are saved through grace just as we are. So since we're all saved by grace, Simon Peter's like, why would we now hoist this yoke on them that's unnecessary? They've already been saved. They're already saved. And since they're already saved, they're already disciples, uh, there's other things we should be discipling them in, not observing the Mosaic Law. So Acts chapter 15, to me, seems clear that Paul didn't make it part of his initial ministry, and we don't have them preaching this to them. And then in addition to that, what we find is that when Simon Peter stands up and speaks, hey, let's not do that. And then by the end, we have this letter from the apostles to the churches in Galatia. And it's important because we have James, Paul, Peter, Barnabas, all these people are signing off on this, and that helps them because if false teachers come in and say, no, you got to get circumcised, you got to follow Sabbath observance, you got to follow dietary rules, they can go, we have a letter from these guys, and these are the founders of the church. You're, you're even acknowledging that Simon Peter was a disciple of Jesus. And so at the very end of this, they, they say in a letter, hey, don't let these people disturb you. And again, the disturbance was people were saying, you're a believer in Christ Jesus now, you need to get circumcised and follow the Mosaic Law. That's the disturbance. And these guys write a letter saying, don't let these individuals disturb you. And so to me, if there was ever a case where they'd say, well, now parts of the Mosaic Law you should keep, but not others, this would be the moment. But instead, they don't. They don't address any of that. Uh, they encourage them to avoid sexual immorality, of course. They do tell them there's a couple of things food-wise, don't do those, and I think primarily driven around, you're going to offend Jewish people in the congregation so severely, they'll never talk to you again. So let's not do that. But generally speaking, don't let these people, these Pharisees, these other uh, Judaizers, disturb you with these things. Paul led you to Christ. Barnabas led you to Christ. They didn't have you get circumcised. They didn't have you become Jewish now that you're a follower of Christ. As you've received Christ Jesus, Paul said in the, the book of Galatians, as you received him by faith, apart from the law, so now walk in him. And I think that's the emphasis in the book of Acts chapter 15 and that entire first church council.